dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rose. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back on the Sunday grind. Yeah. This is our first pod on a Sunday in a minute, ain't it? It is. Man, it is. Guess what? Next Sunday, I'm not going to be here. Oh, of course. <laughs> so we'll have to figure <laughs> something out. Yeah. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You Can't Make This Up Podcast. Episode 151. Look at you. Such a professional, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. We got guests in the building. Well, nice just one have, guest. Yeah, it's nice to have guests in the building. And this one, man, this is... I'm a big fan, you know. I'm a big fan that don't know the backstory, so I'm excited to, you know, have you, mom, man. Jr. Exclusive, cheer, cheer, cheer. Jr. Exclusive, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm calling. You, yeah, I feel you. That's what most people know yeah, me as. Yeah. Beats by Jr. Jr. The star. Yeah. It's all the same, though. Yeah. What is your official title? See, I don't even know that. Uh, uh, my official title. Uh, I just want to give you my government, but I ain't gonna do that because I got a real <laughs> right. title. But nah, Jr.'s cool, man. Yeah. Jr. Exclusive, whatever. Cool, it's all cool. the same for real. Thanks for being on, bro. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, dog. Getting up early on a Sunday. We appreciate you. <laughs> no man. coffee. Right. No, no coffee. <laughs> my little baby waking me up anyway. He oh, you a father too? I got two children. Okay. Oh, you, yeah, you look yeah. at you guys. Look at you yeah, guys. You ain't part of the dad game? Nah. No. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Uncle Gang. Uncle Gang, <laughs> send them back. Now, hey, I feel that, though. I was <laughs> Uncle Gang for a long time. You feel me? So talk to us a minute about how you got started. Man, talk to us about the beginning, where it all started. Uh, it's crazy because I just thought about this the other day. The first time I seen somebody making beats was my OG, Phil. My my cousin Reggie had a homie named Phil that mm-hmm. used to come to my granny house. And he would be like, this is like desktop, fatback, computer, yeah. compacts. He had Fruity Loops 3. Oh, we on Fruity Loops 20 now. Mm-hmm. So this how long ago this yeah. was. And um, I just used to see him come through, make beats. You know, I was a little homie just kind of enamored by it. Like, mm-hmm. wow, this is crazy. What is he doing? I was probably like 10. So fast forward to me being like 14, freshman in high school. I was trying to figure out how I could get down and start making beats because I don't come from a musical background. Nobody in my family did music, really. Okay. But uh, I ended up getting, I had a PlayStation generator, like a lot of homies. Yeah. Then I ended up getting a program called Cakewalk. And my mom gave me her old work computer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Threw Cakewalk on there and just was doing my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just figuring it out. And eventually, um, probably like my sophomore year, I linked up with Peso. Okay. Trendset. Yeah. Uh, just at really. Gran- at Granny House again. At Granny House in the garage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back at his Granny House. Yeah, at, uh, yeah. Man, just. Start getting down, figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? Getting computers built. Y'all know, uh, you know Ron Dub? Nah, I don't. Ron Dub is a homie that came up under Mo Beats. Okay. But he uh, he was a real computer nerd. He built computers. So we stacked our bread up and went and got, at the time, what felt like a super computer built. Yeah. Probably like four or $500. <laughs> but I had all the drum kits. I had all the... Uh, I it was, was on built Fruity. for that. It was built for that. Yeah, okay. yeah. For that. I had uh, Fruity Loops. I don't know what number at this point, but mm-hmm. it was rocking out, man. Yeah. That's ain't, how I got my start. Ain't that game. crazy how technology work, man? Bruh. You talk about Fruity Loops. You talk about building a computer. You can go down to uh, freaking Best Buy and get a Raspberry 3 for like 20 bucks now. Yeah. And that's a whole computer about the size of a phone. Yeah, and yeah. you can just get it rocking right then and there. Yeah. You can get it rocking on your phone now. They got the programs. They got FL for the phone. My little, <laughs> homie, my little homie that I got two producers I manage now. 
they sometimes they jump in the car on the phone and rock out, make a beat in five, ten minutes. Wow. I'd be blown away. Like, this is nuts. <laughs> right. you know Quality be, everything. Quality fire. They fire, bro. Wow. Shout out Neek Buzz and the Tilger, man. Yeah. That's what's up. Technology Straight is up. crazy. Technology Think back is... to like them line wired and having <laughs> to having to download this and uh yeah. crazy line wire story. Yeah. <laughs> right. Line story. I'm at Wright State and my man's peanut, he uh downloads it. So we would go over there after class or whatever, or just skip class and just be like on a download mission. Yeah. Download mission. Like, yo, we got to get this, 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 because party on yeah. Friday or whatever. Like, yeah. yo, we got to play this or a bowling party. Got to get this in there. And we crashed his boy computer so many times, dog. Like, dog. yo, we would be in his room. He wouldn't even be home. We're like, like his roommate would be there. We're like, yo, we're peanut at. Oh, he ain't here. Like, all right, watch out. <laughs> we're going in his room to download constantly all day. <laughs> Come back, like, he called us, like, hey, man, y'all been in my room? Like, nah, well, what's up? My computer fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, it yeah. wasn't me this time. Right. So yeah. you've been in the beat game. You've been in the scene in the area working with everybody. Um, tell yeah. us tell us some of the people that haven't, maybe have, that maybe don't know who you are, have heard your music. Tell them some of the some of the amazing shit you done put out in the city and uh, beyond, in the, in yeah, the world. Yeah, in the world, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the universe. But yeah. uh, I guess I started... Um, my, when I was in high school, like I said, I when I really started going freshman or sophomore year, Polo mm -hmm. from GTC, yeah. that y'all know, we all know Peter Prophet, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't even know how, I think we linked up through Peso, the Trotwood Connection. Yeah, yeah. He hit me, bro, give me some beats, you know what I'm saying, beat CD, shot him a beat CD. I think they bought my first beat when I was like 16. Nice. Dope. This the first, like I really had just started really putting my music out there and started selling shit instantly so mm. that gave me that put the battery in my back like oh yeah. i can sell this shit right because i was just doing it for fun you yeah, know what yeah. i'm saying i was hooping at the time i'm like i'm gonna make beats whatever you know bought my first beat from there it was like i think uh chevy dance was one of the yeah. first beats they bought okay so when that started rocking it was just like i don't even know if i was gonna say my phone start blowing up but i might not have had a phone <laughs> bro you know what i'm saying but everybody who you could think of chaos uh uh, anybody local at the time yeah. was hitting my line for beats and yeah. I was working at that clip so I was just providing everybody with everything I wasn't selling everything at first yeah. I just wanted to get my name out there right. So, right. man I gave everybody everything uh, I guess fast forward like two years later I'm in college freshman year at Rice State okay. uh, I got a I was selling these beats to these guys in the military they had a manager named Chill Will y'all hit the Chill Will y'all yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. know Chill Will that's my man shout out Chili uh he came through one day. So, as a matter of fact, back up. Sose, everybody yeah. knows yeah, Sose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle Records at the time. Sose got with me. Okay. He started copping beats. And Chill Will was his man. Okay. So, he introduced this Chill Will. Like, he seen the vision. Like, let me manage you. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I wasn't really still taking it that serious. I was making my little bread here and there. Right. Throwing my beats out there. Chill Will come through. And uh, he like, man, I'm Jim Jones' personal assistant, too. I'll go on the road with him. He want beats. Give me a beat tape. I gave him a, a beat CD. Yeah. Gave him a beat CD. He ended up getting it to uh, Jim, Karen Civil. Y'all know Karen yeah, Civil, yeah, yeah, Nipsey yeah. Hussle's uh, business partner. Yeah. I get a call one day. Uh, Freaky Zeke, you want to get these three beats from you. Now, at the time, I have no idea who. Well, I know who Freaky Zeke is, <laughs> yeah. right? This the hype man from the Dipset video. Right, right, right. Dipset. The wild dipset. boy. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. Like, it's whatever. They was going to cash out, so I was with it. You know what I mean? So she like, yeah, we're going to, uh, this is what we give you. We give you $2,500. I'm a broke college student. Yes. So at, this is like, hell yeah, we rocking. <laughs> this is amazing. But 
She said, we're going to give you three points or no, two points on the record, which is only 2%. Yeah. But this is standard at the time. Yeah. Really, you got producers now getting young producers coming in getting 50% of the record. Crazy. Crazy. I got but 2%. I will say that's about that. I ain't even mad at it. Because no, I ain't mad it, now. in today's <laughs> yeah, hindsight, because, well, you know. Because in today's situations, man, like the beat with the way these dudes is rapping, the beat is the song. Straight up. Yeah. The that's beat is the verse to yeah. me. I don't know how y'all feel. Yeah, but that's yeah, how I, no, yeah. That's fact. What when, you were saying? Oh, go ahead. No, I was about to say real quick when you hear a beat come on, like for me as a DJ that has to go through thousands of songs to correlate a party or make a, you know, whatever, going through music, sometimes you hear hearing, you know, 15 seconds of the beat. You might get, you might move on, mm-hmm. you know, without even hearing the verse. Sometimes like, that beat, I give it, that beat sometimes carried. I give it five seconds. If yeah. I cut us, honestly, bro, and that, I'm a harsh critic, I guess. But if it ain't, if it don't catch me in the first five to ten seconds, I'm on to the next. Yeah, one. and, and that, all you are gonna get is the beat in the first five to ten seconds. Yeah, so. Right. so back to the two points. The yeah. two point, yeah. So they really finessed me. They gave me two points. Now all I know at this point is Freaky Ziki on the song. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Give me twenty five hundred. I'm gonna take that and get and take my two points. Which it ain't. I'm thinking it ain't gonna mean nothing. It's two points. Yeah. This he ain't gonna do no numbers. Two weeks later, Chill Will hit me. He got something on his phone, a little snippet. Hey, bro. So yeah, they put Wayne on the record and da da da. And I'm just like thinking to myself, they put who who on the record? <laughs> you said Lil Wayne. No, at the time, Lil Wayne is the biggest yeah. artist in the world. Yeah. I'm talking about they coming out doing. I think what the Carter three do, like a million, maybe a million, something yeah, in like the first one, one point something, yeah. yeah, going crazy, right? So I'm like, so this All is right. this is post the uh, feature, Lil Wayne. This is like Wayne, like after the features are over, and I am here, I am the guy. Yeah, this is Lil Wayne when they said, "I'm the best rapper alive." Get okay. Jay Z out of here. This app, this right around Carter two. Okay, okay. Yeah. you know okay. what I'm saying. So Wayne is going crazy, bro. Yeah. So. That's cool though, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that I took the L initially, even though that two points turned into a whole lot more for me over the years. Yeah. But the song ended up being B without bass. Most people know it. Yeah. Like some people call it top ten Wayne verse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't they cut it off after the Wayne verse, but it's a <laughs> classic. I'm gonna be totally one hundred with you. I DJ I DJ parties for twelve years. I've played that song over a hundred times. I've never even heard the rest of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be 100 with you. I cut it off. The girl Jaja was dope though. Yeah, the girl is yeah, the girl is dope. You know what I'm saying? She yeah. was. I don't know what she's doing now, but yeah. so I love Wayne killed it. You know what I'm saying? Changed my life forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what year was that? That was. I think that was. I think it came out in uh, 2007 or eight. Seven or eight. 2007 yeah. or eight. Oh. I was working at the Day Mall at a Sprint kiosk, right? Uh-huh. My and I knew the song was gonna be coming out soon, but it wasn't out yet. My man's worked at the T-Mobile kiosk. They used to be right next to each other. Uh-huh. We in there one day. He, he bro, he yelling, bro, it's out. It got Wayne on it. He come running down there to let me hear the song. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. And I quit the sprint kiosk that day. You know what I'm saying? We fucking out of here, bro. Real talk, I quit that day. I think I stayed till like 8. The mall closed at 9. I left early at 8. Right, man, that's going to so, be a day for me, play. Yeah, that's going to call it. my ticket. It's over. I mean, at the time, that shit felt like everything. Hell this, yeah. Bro, it wasn't. A lot of producers in the city at that point, you know what I'm saying. Right. This is this was a very like people didn't know how to get computers built or do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to get they used to crack jokes on me. I used to be in basketball practice. Here comes Swiss Beats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it wasn't cool to yeah. To me, it was cool, but people didn't believe in that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? My parents didn't even believe in it. They like, what are you doing? Right. You making beats all night? 
Like this shit ain't gonna turn into nothing. What college you going to? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's hard to yeah, hard to chase chase that inner passion and believe in yourself, and then have to turn off everybody else to to do it. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, people don't really want to. Like my mom was that way with DJing. You know, I I tell this story all the time. I'll make it real short, but I went on my birthday with with Shaw Smoke. I went Shout out to out the to the casino, um, hit roulette for like. 2000 went straight to Guitar Center per a conversation we had on the way to the casino and bought DJ equipment. So hell yeah, yeah meant to be. Yeah, changed my life a thousand times over. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So for real. talk about um talk about some of the uh some of the the, the challenges and and putting out quality beats. You know some of the some of the you know there's so many programs there's so many ways to get it done there's so many shortcuts sometimes. You know mm, what I'm saying? Talk about yeah. the grind and just making a beat. Well, I mean, for me, like I said, I started, I probably started in 2004. Yeah. Here we are in 2019. It's a totally different thing. Like my young boys, they come in here. Like I used to, I used to have a, uh, I, I do everything on the MIDI. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I need to, I need that feel. I need to, you know, play the keys and I need to see what I'm doing yeah. and all of that. My young boys are straight on the laptop. They sit there and draw in the beat. It's almost like a little art project on Fruity Loops for them. Yeah. And they do it in five, ten minutes. I never I make beats in an hour. Yeah. It might be three hours. It might take me two days. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's yeah. just how I work, the clip at which I work. It's just so different now. And it's so I'll tell you, I, I took a step back from the producing to try to do like the management thing and okay. other ventures that I'm going on. But okay. like now it's it's the game is so different with the internet. These beat sites, yeah. A lot of cats, you know, like I used to get paid. I mean, thousand dollars a beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At this time, like I, in the city locally, cats knew they couldn't even come to me with less than like five hundred. Yeah, and they was coming <laughs> like real shit. Yeah. They was coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, cash at me, player. <laughs> it's way before uh, cash app was me. Hey, I'm pulling up on you, big oh, dog. Okay. Yeah, it's way before cash. App. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> also, also, this is before um like. Leasing people understood what a lease was. Okay. Okay. So I, but I did because I was savvy with the internet. I knew what was going on. I had homies out that was already doing it, like Johnny Giuliano yeah. out of Philly. He was already doing leasing and was on the internet. I'm coming up to cats in the city, like, yeah, well, if you don't got this five hundred or this thousand, I'll lease you the beat for twenty five fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. And they mind, they not even understanding what a lease is. You don't own this, so. This is before all the. This is all hustler street yeah. niggas. This before they was on the internet. Right. They don't know what's going on with this, right? So I might lease this guy to beat. Lease this guy to beat. Now ten people in the city got to beat, and I'm getting death threats because they don't <laughs> understand that I'm just a little ahead of the game, right? Now everybody buy leases. Yeah. yeah. Or they don't buy them. They just right. rap on shit. Yeah, that's so the that, same thing that happened with uh, Lloyd Banks and Bobby Schmurder. With the oh, uh, yeah, yeah. hot boy beat, yep. you know what I'm saying? That's somebody. One of them niggas leased the beat. One of them bought the beat. Oops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's just kind of like that's one of the challenges, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the challenges I started to face early in the game is like I'm already privy to what's going on and where the game is going, but the people that I'm around are not. How yeah. did that affect you, like personally, like being ahead of the game and people in the city not being quote unquote on your level with it? Did, I mean, you said you got death threats about no, it. No, that's like, real shit. I've been in real wars with real street niggas. This over beats, bro. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, I've been blessed and I, everything was able to be worked out. And as the, as the game moved forward, moved forward, people started to understand. Oh, okay, I see yeah. what you was doing, little bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it was rough for a minute. Yeah, it yeah. never really turned into nothing too crazy. But 
You were working I, with a lot of people, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I had to stay out of uh, cream in the rain, you know what I'm saying, for a while. Couldn't I couldn't go do, you weekend. know what I'm saying? I couldn't kick it every weekend, but you know. Yeah. I had already moved on to that point anyway and started, like, being secluded anyway because I had, like, some little, quote-unquote, uh, local fame and, you know, yeah. I just started chilling, bro. Yeah. What's your favorite beat you've done? I know you got to have one. You got to have a favorite. top three, a top two, a top something. What's, what's one of your favorite beats? Probably grind till I get it, bro, just because... That changed my life too, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Prior to the beat without bass shit, grind to like just GTC in general. Like, bro, I got so much love for them boys because they were already out here popping. If it wasn't for them, I might not have got popping in the city. And yeah. I might not have met So Stay and Chill Will and just had that type of trajectory. So right, right. grind till I get it is definitely one. Yeah. And uh, that and that that stayed on the radio in our area for a decade. You know, yeah, sir. straight you know, up. Real for real for It real. set the tone. <laughs> that was at a, that that gave the city like a sound, you know what I mean? Yeah. For real. For me, or so have people said to me, like, hey, this is the sound. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, probably Jason. Uh, I did a beat for Jason. What was the name of the beat? The song. It started his whole campaign. Okay. He, he had, he, that's when he first started doing his shirts. Yeah. I, I did a beat and I had a set of hook and kept repeating it. Uh, I forget what I said, yeah. though, but it started his whole campaign. He yeah. had shirts and everything. So that was big. Yeah. And I'm going to have to say Be Without Bass. Of course. Even though it's. Probably one of my worst beats. To be really? honest with you, yeah, bro, I hate that beat. Really? Yeah, Why? I hate it. It's just trash. <laughs> Especially, like, now, looking back, like, I had so much growth. It's just trash, for real. <laughs> it's trash. Talk People about, love it, though. Talk about Grind Till I Get It. How'd you come up with the concept? Well, I mean, I guess, how did the whole situation come when you brought it to GTC? I They came up with the concept. I just made the beat, you know what I'm saying? I used to be at Wright State. Making beats all day in the dorm, getting cussed out by all the uh, the RA and all the little chicks around me and shit. Turn it down, nah, baby, we turning up. <laughs> and uh, GTC used to come out there and just rock out with me. We used to vibe, and it was just made the beat one day. I think Slim might have came with the hook. Uh, it just came together like that. We took it to Mo and just put it down. You know what I'm saying? Mo beats. How was that- your relationship with Mo? Man, my relationship with Mo, I'm gonna be honest, was like uh, Mo knew that I was. He knew that I was coming, I was coming up, yeah. and he was an OG, and he was like a mentor to me, yeah. but we always clashed and bumped heads because I didn't want to listen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I thought I knew everything, yeah. and in hindsight, I didn't know shit compared to what Mo knew. Right. You know what I mean? He's a legend, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. And he's the crispiest, the coldest with this mixing, engineering, making beats to ever come out the city. Yeah. I but, used to uh, pull up on Mo all the time just to be around his energy. Like, yep. he didn't have no reason to be there. Sometimes I bring my laptop and work on my own shit, but just yep. to be hearing him, he was mixing down a choir for a commercial, like, not yeah. even in our genre of music, you know what I'm saying? But just to be around him. Yeah, was, he was on another hell, level, yeah. hell, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But we, we did have a, we had an even better relationship towards, you know, prior to, you know, or after, you know, that whole situation, GTC, all of that. Yeah. We probably stopped communicating for a while because I left the city then when I came back. We had a way better relationship because I, I now understood, like, I had young boys, you know what I'm saying, yeah. who didn't listen to me, who didn't want to do none of the shit I was telling them to do. So, Right. Is is the producer game a challenge to make friends and kind of be cordial? At, like, the DJ game is kind of like we say what's up to each other, but at the same time, like, you don't feel like you in, yeah. like, third, fourth, fifth, sixth place, you know what I'm saying? You feel like you in, you in the top, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. like, is it hard to – Hard to kind of mesh that relationship with other producers, like to build a relationship, I guess. Uh, For me, in the beginning, it was, but that was something I learned that I needed to get away from to stop feeling like, bro, I'm the man. Y'all got to come follow me and do everything I do. (laughs) Because y'all know, y'all familiar with Superstar O? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my boy O. So O 
was was not a producer initially, mm-hmm. but they used to come out the right state and kick it. You know what I'm saying? Just him and my him and uh SGB, y'all yeah, know Sleeko. Yeah. Yeah. They used to come out there. They was young boys like 16, never went to school, skipped school. We going <laughs> out there with JR. And uh O used to be like, he started seeing me make money and you know, seeing the producer shit. And they already rap. Mm-hmm. So he like, bro, show me how to make beats. And I was like, nah, you're gonna learn on your own, my G. I'm keeping it real with you. Yeah. You know, what you were saying was yeah. it hard to so I would I would wake up late nights and catch him. He would have my sessions open. He'd be writing down the sounds and figuring it out though. Yeah. But his number one gift, w- once he started doing it, he made relationships with all the producers, like Johnny Giuliano, Vibe Beats, yeah. like across the country. And he would go out and, and and parlay with these boys and kick it and figure out the game of what they was doing. Yeah. That was something I was never willing to do. Gotcha. Cause I was like, man, I'm gonna do my own shit. Ain't nobody never help us. You feel me? Right. And I was just kind of like, that was a mindset state I had to get out of you yeah, know what i mean yeah. so i tried to get him on the pile reached out i don't think he knew who i was kinda, kinda <laughs> he know who you is bro <laughs> he don't he not a he he know who he is bro not a social media guy yeah, no he he's not a, he's but not he, a, but he, he does it for a reason you know what i'm saying okay. he, 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 he had he had them same issues in dating that i had so bro just kind of don't move around in the city you know yeah. what i'm saying he don't really fuck with nobody from the city and right it's all love. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. hey, look, I keep it real, my G. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything y'all ask me about, I'm going to keep it real Hell about. Yeah, that's what we're here for. And he just, you know. But, hey, he's a major success, bro. I'm, he took he, he yeah. took what I did and took it to another level. That's what's up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what's up. He's made a, he made a huge living off made the, a, yeah, yeah, huge living. Yeah. And what he come from, you can't do nothing but salute it. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly, exactly. How do you feel when somebody spits a whack verse on one of your beats? It depend on if they pay for it, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I got to it initially it depended on hey, if they pay for it, fuck it. It's it's probably a million whack verses on my beats. Mm-hmm. But as I started like getting into other things and getting my money from other places, I started being a lot more strict about who I would give beats to and who I would work with mm-hmm. cuz now it's about quality yeah, over yeah. quantity and this is not my number one source of income, so I'm not tripping on that. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Now, now you can be a little more selective. A little more selective. Yeah, yeah. I got my weight up, so I ain't got to just give everybody a beat. Right. But you know, it's all good. It's going to be some whack verses. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what's coming in 2019? I know you got some things up your sleeve, some maybe some well, projects you want to talk about or something. You know, it's crazy. Like I said, I'm now I'm, uh, I manage two producers, and nice. I'm looking for more producers. You know what I'm saying? And I started basically, I started a podcast, okay. the hey. Open Gym Podcast. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And uh, that's a part of what I like to call the Oba Gym Network. Yeah. So I got plans to do multiple things with that. But one of them is uh, managing up and coming producers. And oh. I might have an artist I want to manage. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. My mentor, my business partner slash mentor, Jay Lee, is giving me the ins and outs on that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure if I could dedicate myself to somebody so much. <laughs> right. Like being a manager of an artist is crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. That's so, lot. yeah, I'm. I'm basically focused on the Open Gym podcast, the uh, managing the two producers, getting them out there, and you know my big, like I said, my biggest goal is to do the network. So with the podcast, I want to get my weight up, get my numbers up, you know, get my proof of concept together, mm-hmm. get you know, show that I could do this, produce a successful show, double back. Go find talent to do more shows and yeah. create a whole network of it. I always yeah. find it crazy when you reach a certain age where like. The, the chase from, like, high school to a certain point, it kind of, like, grows and matures into, yeah. like, different passions. And, like, like for me, it's kind of, like, sometimes I'd be wanting to, like, like you say, with managing, I, the way I envision managing producers is, like, you get to kind of lead from the front. You get to kind of, yeah. like, tell them, you know, 
a story and, and show them a concept and show them a way. You yep. know what I'm saying? And that fulfill you just as much as the chase. Yeah, yeah. In for the sure. beginning. So that's always that's always a And my little homies, they've been around me. So the biggest thing that I was able to offer them was like learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Cause I could have been as far as producing, I could have been way bigger a lot quicker. You know, it's a marathon, not a race though. Yeah. So I got a long term vision and we're gonna see the M's that we should have seen back then. We're gonna get them on the back end, right? But they are able to learn from me and my mistakes already, and they've been around that. So yeah. that's the biggest thing I can offer to people around me. Yeah. And I still look at it like producing. I'm just producing a podcast, yeah. other shows. Mm -hmm. And then it's like we got this digital space that we in as far as YouTube, just the Internet. It's prime for that. Hell yeah. It's, it's wide, wide open. Yeah, it's wide yeah. open. It's the Wild West. Like, And I'm still looking at it as a producer. Even yeah. with my podcast, even though I'm like now the host of it, that that is not by choice. That was by default because <laughs> because my initial put it idea, out there. Nah, nah, real shit. My initial idea was to have like GTC. These my homies, my brothers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We started in this, so I'm like, all right, I'm a I'm starting over. Basically, in 2019, I looked at it like a whole rebrand of my whole shit, yeah. my whole idea, my whole concept. I'm gonna start with GTC again. Was my thought like I want them to be the host of the podcast? Let me produce it on the backside, and it didn't work out that way, but. I'm still looking at it like I'm a producer. Yeah. I still want to play the background. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, you know. How did their, I don't even know if it's a breakup or the pause of the group affect you? Shit, it didn't. I mean, I was already, you know what I'm saying? As far as like musically and shit, like I was already doing other businesses. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm in the real estate. A funny story, you know, the, at the beginning when I said my homie Phil, yeah. I never told the story. I, I really, it just hit me. My homie Phil, who i very first scene making beats, he rent out he rents out one of my properties in Trowell now, him and his family. Okay. Like yeah. ten years later. It, it's crazy how yeah. that happened. And then I had to think about that. Like, damn, I've been on Phil forever. And he the reason I'm in this. And now I'm able to, you know, help him. You know what right. I'm saying? He, he helps me help him. So it's exactly. like full that's circle. Yeah. yeah, full circle for sure. Yeah. You speak about Trywood, man. Obviously we got hit with tornadoes and that area was devastated, man. Yeah. And how did that whole situation affect your property and your people's out there? Well, luckily, my properties, I got two properties in Trowell. Neither one of them were affected. Thank yeah. God. You know what I'm Classic. saying? But so many people that I know got affected. And yeah. uh, my, my parents' crib is right out there. They, like, some trees fell down. It didn't really damage the house or the cars or nothing. Mm -hmm. Just little stuff in the yard. And initially, when it happened, like, I didn't understand the magnitude of what happened. The right. first couple of days. And I was just kind of like in the crib, chilling, minding my business with my kids. You know, Then I started, I'm like, let me get out and about and see what's really going on. And once you get in it, yeah. man, that shit is heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Very. I did the same thing. I um, got to it Tuesday and uh, Chad Diggs, the guy I work with, um, the whole mission, you know, when you run your own business and do your own shit, you can kind of flip the mission. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. just turned it into a relief week. Yeah. Got the got the uh, the semi trucks out, put the, put the water in the streets and yep. diapers, and we was out in Westbrook till it got dark all week yeah. every day. And like to see people ride by that you don't like. Trywood has a really close knit feel mm -hmm. to it when we all kind of came out of the same area together. So you know, so and so's parents have been on that corner for X amount of years. You know, so you know what I'm saying. So all that going on, just seeing constant faces of people that you know is like trying to smile but they ain't happy you know yeah, what I'm saying like yeah, they're really dealing with something for real for tough. real yeah it's been crazy I feel for the people that didn't have renter's insurance at the apartments yeah cause they really fucked yeah, they yeah. really fucked in the game they lost all their property yeah all they, they condemned they, all that TVs stuff and yeah. shit. everything everything and a uh, crazy story man like much like yourself I was out and about we did uh 
the drive over there at the the fire station 72 on Little Richmond. Yeah. So uh, after everything wrapped up, we still had like tons of water and stuff left over in uh, one of the station vehicles. So Justin, our yeah. homie from 1410, we went around driving, passing our water, seeing that people still needed water or whatever. So we people in Trotwood still showing mad love. Like, yeah, we'll definitely take it. We'll take anything you got. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we didn't hit Trotwood a couple times with this. Let's go over to Riverside where we haven't been at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've been on there on the drive through just to like to see the damage, but like we haven't been over there. They're a part of our community as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we ride down the street and we go down one of the back streets. It's real fucked up. And uh, Ash is like, hey, you guys need some water? I like, no, we're fine. Another house. Hey, you guys need some water? No, we're fine. And I'm talking to another lady without moving, like, in the next house. Like, hey, you need some water? You hear this dude, I said we're fine. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so we started driving. And I was like, yo, Justin, you got the next couple. <laughs> and so what? he's doing it. So we get to the end of the street. He's like, yeah, I noticed, like, nobody white has taken water from us yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That's funny. So we get to the next block and we run into a couple younger people and they they were willing willing to take our water or whatever. So yeah. it's just like it's it's crazy, man. Like it, it the way I look at it is like, hey, if somebody offering you free water, no matter if you got access to your water now, yeah, you may not have water access later on in the yeah. couple weeks down the line because this shit is fucked up. Like you ain't got no roof on your house, bro. Yeah, like, you real. out there got a tarp over your crib. Seeing cats closets as you drive by. Crazy. You know, yeah, that shit real. is insane. It look like a war zone. I never seen nothing like it and been yeah. a part of nothing like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's crazy that they would that <laughs> people would turn down help from people who like trying to help you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Do a good deed. But it's like my the biggest takeaway for me from this was like seeing the community they come facts. together because we we held it down for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because our city officials, to my knowledge, I don't know what they've done. You know, I, I honestly still don't know what they are doing. There may be some initiatives that I'm not privy to. Yeah. Y'all know mm. of any? I mean, all the I've seen is the mayor of Troutwood rolling around, but just rolling around, like taking yeah. on stuff. You know, yeah, I've heard some stuff about the FEMA people coming and they might be setting up shop at the parking lot at the old Salem Mall. They might be opening up the Sears in the Salem Mall for people that are displaced or whatever. But I'm just like, yo, man, it, it, when you think about that, it just harpens back to Hurricane Katrina and all the things yeah. you heard about that happened inside the Superdome with pedophiles and situations like mm -hmm. that. Like, yo, you don't want it to look like a concentration camp like that you got at the borders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but what do you do? Like, these aren't situations that we're used to dealing with. Like, you know, down in Florida and those areas, they're used to dealing with hurricanes. So they have stuff already in place. They yeah. have a plan in place. Like, I don't really think we, can, we have we, a plan we can in place for last it. last year's wrongs and this year. Yeah, can, like, yeah. it just don't happen like that. Yeah. Like, it's been so far between, like, I guess the biggest, this is like the second biggest tornado to ever hit Ohio. Like, it was one up there near uh, Youngstown. Uh, back in the 80s and then the one that hit Xenia yeah. and this one like are all in the same level so I like there's really like no plan in place I I haven't seen the mayor of Dayton Nan Whaley since the day of the situation yeah. last I time I seen her. Nan Whaley was uh, at the KKK rally yeah. you know what I'm <laughs> the saying Saturday before with the triple K's <laughs> which yeah. is crazy like which is crazy to go from that and, and you that, know the, the community so divided in, in ways I, I mean a lot of people were together on that too with the KKK. Like we don't want them here, or whatever, right. whatever. Yeah. All but nine then, of them. Yeah, all nine of them. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? But then to go from that to this and to see people like hold each other up and lift each other up, yeah. it's a powerful thing to it see. Is. Just to see our potential and what we can be. 
when we come together. Like, how much money you think the community spent on other people? Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Imagine how- if we did that just on the regular. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? We practice empathy and, and, and humility on the regular. Like, exactly. Don't tell them what we could do for our city, exactly. like the people. I know that sounds cliche, nah. but it's real. You don't, I never seen proof of it yeah. in yeah. my in my lifetime until now, which is. A girl I went to high school with, she runs the Subway uh, food, Subway restaurants in Trotwood. And like, and, and what it appeared to me was like, instead of like this meat that's about to go bad tomorrow, we're going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on Facebook and hit up anybody that worked at Subway that want to come help me make 80 subs and come over to Westbrook and give them out. Probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that was just super inspiring and motivating to see, you know, we holding up, we holding yeah. we down. You know what Big I'm saying? Big facts. And unfortunately, a week later, we lost somebody in the community as well. Yeah. And a legend. Like, yeah. Yeah. Legend in the city. Mike Lansky. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, the crime rate going up. I just want to throw that oh, in. Oh, big facts. As a, as a um, result of what has happened and people being displaced and how many, uh, I ain't going to get specific, but the crime rate is going up. For yeah, sure. So be is. on the lookout for that. Everybody be careful. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying I'm giving y'all some game. Like, yeah. these are the results of this type of shit. Like you said, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, yeah. all the stuff that happened as a result of that, people being displaced, different hoods having to mix and co-mingle. Yeah. It's inevitable. It G. wasn't just people that lost furniture. It was, you know, people that's keeping funky. It was some stash houses that yeah, got niggas fucked lost up packs. too. You know All what I'm saying? All type of shit going on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's for real sure. for real out there. So. Very real. Uh, I was over at the Dayton Mall working, and uh, one of the guys over there at City Gear, he lived out there. And, uh, like, yo, he's staying with uh, his girlfriend's sister and her two kids with their kid. Yeah. Uh, like, so you picking up more hours at work. It's like, man, I'm just up here. Like, I can't be in the house with all them at once. Like, it, it was just me, my girl, and our kid together yeah, at our crib, yeah, yeah. you know? I Xbox it out, play with the <laughs> little one while she doing this and that. Right. But now it's all these people together, and now I'm on this other side of town. I ain't from, I'm not from this area. It's right. just like, you got to take that into account. Hell yeah. It's just like a lot of shit. Displacement is for real. Yeah, and then yeah. y'all talk about the dope boys that lost stuff. They got to get that back because they owe. Right. That's just real. Yeah, and so. the little goofy niggas who just ain't got nothing to do that's just running around like like the looting shit that people was doing. was yeah. like, I ain't gonna lie. I seen Office Depot. I'm like, damn, I wish I'd have been over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, nah, I'm fucking around. But, <laughs> right. but you know, just a lot of the different stuff that's gonna come about because of it. But I mean, if we if we stay sticking together, man, then, you know, we're gonna overcome all of this yeah. as a community together. Yeah. What was your relationship with Mike? Uh, me and Mike worked together, you know what I'm saying? We... We didn't have a real strong relationship, but this is this, the number one thing that sucks, bro. Despite how anybody might have felt about Mike, even though it seemed like everybody loved Mike, he loved the city. Hell he yeah. was a city nigga, dog. Yeah. A good representation of a city, a Dayton city nigga. And just like, man, to lose somebody like that is is just, yeah. I see the impact that it had on people. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I was uh, privileged to... Uh, Build a uh, entertainment relationship in my early years with like Coogee Baby, Lansky, all that. Yeah, the game. Yeah, just kind of really got to got to see them come up. You know, they would have to give me their CD to go perform, and you know, we had the little five minute chop up after you know, just little stuff like that. But like, like you say, a great representation of, of, of a city nigga from from Dayton, Ohio. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's sad that we had to lose them to another violent act. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. It's a happened. week at, a week after everybody showing mad love, you show some. Some hate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna act like I knew him. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I knew him in passing. But that, like, much like I said with Nipsey Hussle, that doesn't mean you don't feel empathy 
for someone losing their life, yeah. someone yeah. losing a loved one to their family, a brother, a uh, uncle, or a father. I don't know these things, but yeah. it's definitely somebody in this family that's missing him. Right. And obviously a lot of people from the city that's going to miss yeah. him. So my whole thing about it was when I saw the news come down with it, it was like, man, a week ago, motherfuckers was all together because they roof got ripped off the damn house. Yeah. And no sooner than a week later, somebody killing somebody. Like, you couldn't even make it a week. Yeah. Like, I don't understand some people's mentality about this shit, man. Like, that's what y'all talk about, like, the street shit. Like, it's real. Like, yeah. like you talk about how things are going to change, the crime rate going to be up this summer. Best believe it. This is just the beginning. So, yeah, like you said, beginning. keep everybody keep your head on you the swivel. Those two, those two uh, things juxt- juxtaposed together, like the love and the hate, like you said, that's a very hateful thing to take somebody's life, bro. Yeah. You know, we, it's like, I, I get it, you know what I'm saying? I, I carry a weapon, you know what I'm saying, legally, and it's like, but at the same time, I protect my energy. Like, I know what I'm going to be around, and I know that if I get into a situation with somebody, I ain't going to play God and just take your life. Like, I don't know the, the circumstance in the situation, but right. I don't believe that. Unless you took somebody like that they love, whatever, nothing is really worth that, bro. Ain't no coming back from that. You can't mm-hmm. take it back. Right, and yeah. y'all boys is being ultra emotional and acting like being very feminine and letting your emotions lead you to take somebody's life. Like yeah. you giving somebody, even if somebody did you wrong, that's the ultimate consequence to pay. Yeah. You I've, know? I've, I've, I've only speaked on this from a military aspect when I was in the military, but I had to like run over people when I rat. To, to come back home. Oh, holy you know shit. What I'm like, I had to like. Oh, what episode? Definitely <laughs> go listen to that. Yeah, that's, that's a doozy. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a heavy story. Damn. But, like you're saying, like, it's. you. That's, that's a time stamp on your life yeah. that no matter what you go through after that, you know what I'm saying? That's a part of your story and a part of your, you know, good or bad or indifferent. That's a part of you. And, like, that ain't something that you might want to carry with you when you're yeah. 50. You know, mm, when you yeah, when you about to be in a retirement home looking for your family to come help you out. You know what I'm saying? It just a million things that could happen after your twenties and teens and thirties and going through, you know, bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, you take somebody's life, you taking a part of your own too at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever did that, you know what I'm saying? I know they out there, they they may or may not hear this, but you gotta live with that. You gotta eat that one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, you definitely gonna take a part of your own life when you do that. Absolutely. You talk yeah. about like Stepping away from being out and about mm-hmm. because of your fame or whatever, like not how just you, fame, but uh, just other things. But go ahead, I'm sorry. But uh, like, how do you move now versus then? Shit, now I move around with the family. I want to bring my kids in here today, but they'd have, she they'd have been here running around <laughs> tearing shit up. But like, you know, like I really played the role of a family man and a businessman because, like I said, music is not my number one source of income no more. I do the rental properties. I started a logistics company. Yeah. I just kind of move like an OG, you know what I'm saying? If I could be that at 30 years old, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I still kind of like, I'm really just now getting back into it, getting back in the mix and like trying to provide something for the entertainment industry of dating. Mm-hmm. Like trying to provide industry shit like a podcast or like mm-hmm. where I'm I'm more of an asset than a, a, a liability or whatever you want to call it. Like it ain't about me, you know what I'm saying? It's about my young boys that's coming up. It's about interviewing these artists, telling these stories, yeah. giving out game. The same thing y'all doing, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I'm moving now. Yeah. Took a lot of ego out of it, and, like, I don't got to be the man. As long as the check clear and everybody (laughs) taking care of Exactly. They don't even got to know me, bro. Yeah. (laughs) I've always said that. Like, I've... The DJing thing for me, it filled a void musically because I was a band geek in high school and I, I dabbled with, you know, keyboard beats for, you know, Mm -hmm. a summer and a half, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, like, musically, it, it just... 
it felt that void because I had to still sit down and tell a story, you know, with with a four hour party. Yeah. So you know, I, I definitely feel that you know sometimes it's 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 a different. I call it like a different happiness that that you chasing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. You just got to go get it a different way. But like you say, as long as them cash apps still coming and them, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Bro, as long as the check them contracts still getting signed, I'm a Gucci. You know, yeah, Gucci. most definitely. Yeah. You were down there, uh, I believe, uh, Flam Fever had an event down at uh, Riverscape. Kevin Carter. Okay, event. okay. Flam did perform, though. Killed okay. It. Kevin yeah. Carter had an event uh, for dating by dating. Uh, amazing, you know what I'm saying? I think he's gonna do it annually. I hope so. At least it felt like what it reminded me of is like the Fly City Festival or something. Oh, you know, I don't oh, know how. Yeah, you know yeah, I know Fly about City it. And, uh, I'm familiar. I was a. Uh I was new in the city uh, when he used to jump off, but yeah, yeah. speaking of the jump off, <laughs> never mind. Story for another day. Nah. <laughs> yeah, now nah, that was a beautiful event, man. It yeah. felt like uh, just like family down there. All different people from different walks of life came down there to enjoy like hip hop music and just the culture. Yeah, and we was down there interviewing cats, doing a live podcast. It was love. That got to be annual because they do the German Fest and every other thing else. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yep. Like, that can be one of them too. It could you know be saying? one of them too, and and it and it like as it's the needed. night went on, it started at like five. It turned into a huge party. Like it ended up being a ton of people down there, and it, you could tell it's the first one. Yeah, but uh, it's gonna be something big for the city, man. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Anything else you want to tell us about that you got going? As tell them your your Instagram, yeah, how to yeah. how oh, yeah. to keep my, them cash apps coming. My Instagram know? is Beats by Jr. That's how you can find me. But if you Google the Open Gym Podcast, G E M. As an homage to the city, because yeah. we're the gym city. Yeah. You know, you get it. Open gym, locker room, talk for the streets. Gotcha. The Open gym podcast, you can Google and you can find us on all platforms there. But as far as my personal social media, Beats by JR, if you want to still cop, you feel me? I still got them <laughs> on deck, baby. Yeah. And I got my young producers, too. I was going to bring them through here today and have them uh, make about 10 beats Shout in this little hour. Oh, Neek Buzzing. You can go. You can find them at Neek Buzzing on uh, IG and then Tuger, T-U-G-E-R, on yeah. IG. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with him. He with made couple, yeah, yeah, he made some uh, beats for my young boy, uh, Vader. He's a dog, yeah, yeah, they make beats for Vader. Shout out Vader, yeah. you feel me? They they the truth, they next up. In, in that my road opinion. running, road running, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Vader with the road running, and he really be road running. Yes, <laughs> I that know. boy out, he everywhere. Man, <laughs> listen, man, I done known Vader since he was in high school, man, so yeah, I already know. Yeah. yeah, straight up. But uh, other than that, man, I just appreciate y'all having me on here, giving me an opportunity to speak about what I got coming, really. Yeah, you know for what sure. The city need to hear your story, man, because a lot of people know you from afar or know you from yeah. a certain time and space. But like, yeah. and I'm included in that. I only know you from a certain time, but like, I I, I needed more. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Most so, definitely. Yeah, need a pause, but yeah, need, <laughs> need more context. More of the story. Yeah, <laughs> more of the story for sure. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. And I got more. I'm I, like, bro, this is my second podcast in a couple days. I'm about to probably do like three more shows before the week is over to yeah. keep, you know, pushing. And then we gonna come back at the middle of July with the Open Gym Podcast. Yeah, all merched up. Okay. Everything, all big boy cameras, all yeah. of that, man. What, like I said, bringing my proof of concept to the digital world. And then I'm, I don't know if y'all are part of a network of what y'all doing, bro. But like I said, I want to get down with y'all. If yeah. we can work together in For any sure. way, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Let's do it. It's a marathon, not a race. Yeah, big fans, big fans. I hear you. I heard you talking about hooping. You still hoop? I still get out there. I actually just started back hooping a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I get out to uh, the Vandalia Rec on Saturday mornings. Get okay. some shots up. The yeah. wet ball don't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the jumper's still there, man. <laughs> Gotta get my cardio up. Man, listen to me, man. I ain't played ball. Whew, I think it's going on two. 
Maybe it's even longer than two. Yeah, I'm about four. Last time I hooped was with OPZ. Was you there too? When uh-uh. you hooped at Rice State? We went mm-hmm. up to Rice State and hooped one day. Shit, y'all know what we could do? Make it a little more interesting because I got a you know I got a partner in the Open Gym podcast. You feel me? We could do the OG podcast versus this podcast. Okay, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little two on two. Put up some well, bread. I'm gonna rely on you, killer. Hey, I got Trust you. Me. I got you. Put some bread up for the community. Yeah. You don't, know don't what I'm saying? Don't let the size fool you. You gonna nah, have to carry us, bro. <laughs> yeah, you have to carry us, bro. Because uh, I, I know was, we, I, when I was uh at the gym. Working out on that damn Stairmaster. I seen the young boys in there hooping on winning. Let me blaze up a couple threes. You just got to get smarter, man. 12 footers off the glass. Yeah. Just, I'm just come keep in. off the keep, glass. Keep, keep it simple. Fundamental. Keep it simple, baby. Keep it simple. <laughs> hey, but, that, but about the hoop, though, like to relate it to like producing. You know, we all have hoop dreams. Well, I had hoop yeah. dreams at some point. And like, I, obviously, I quit. I knew I wasn't. When I went to college, I knew I wasn't going. I wasn't going to play college. I wasn't going to the league. But you still got a passion for hooping, right? Yeah. It don't go. It's the same with producing for me. Yeah. Like once I got to a point where I felt like I had reached the ceiling with the producing, I fell back from it. But I still got a passion for it. Yeah. I still do it. I just bought a. I basically bought a new studio this year. Yeah. And I don't even. I, I wasn't even making beats for like two years. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna buy a new studio. You can't like, walk by no MIDI pad and not. No, touch I can't it. go. You know I went to Guitar Center every weekend. The whole time. <laughs> like you know, it don't go nowhere. Exactly. You still got that passion, but exactly. you just gotta. Smarten up and see how you can be a part of the game and like yeah. how can you be an asset to the game instead of taking away? Because I feel like I'm in the way. If I'm just got if I'm just selling beats off my name and I don't have no passion with it, I'm not going. I'm in the way of my young boys. Yeah, because they still they young boys. They got a long way to go. Yeah, and I can yeah. offer them some. So and conversations like this fuel my fire as well. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, having a conversation definitely. about it and and talking about longevity and doing it for a period of time and like you need a little. You know, a little smack in the face or a little motivation to get going. Talk. Is it yeah. still DJs, bro? Is it still DJs? <laughs> I want to know. I mean, you know, I know you you authentic with this yeah, shit. You, yeah. you know, you real with it, but it, I don't know what's going on with the DJ game. Like, hey, it's happening as fast as SoundCloud tracks is coming out. DJ you know academics saying? type shit. Going on. <laughs> like, 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 what? I'll, it's happening. Yeah. They out It's everybody trying to get on. But everybody. you see how the game shift, though. I mean, yeah. as, for, as a producer with the game, you know. The internet taking over, the lease and the beats, and cats really the YouTube cats don't even get paid for this no no more. Yeah, honestly, bro, yeah. that's another reason I kind of fell back because it turned into a like, oh, we gonna pay you on the back end. We gonna take your beat off YouTube, whatever. We gonna do our thing to it. We gonna pay you on the back end. That ain't how I'm moving, G. Nah, I need yeah. my shit right now. Yeah. I need an advance and to get paid on the back end, <laughs> right? Because look, them two points from beat without bass. At first, it didn't mean nothing to me. But years later, I got with a company called CSAC. That go, CSAC, the unique thing about them is they go backwards and collect royalties from... If you didn't have... If you weren't already collecting royalties, because mm-hmm. they didn't used to... YouTube was not a paid platform at right. one point. Mm-hmm. And Be Without Bass is hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of millions, not a million. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I get a check from that every quarter still to this day. Yeah. I've been getting a check from that for like six years. Ooh. Once I got with CSAC, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. them two points turned into something different, bro. Yeah, man. But imagine you, if I got 50%. That's what I was about to ask you about. Like, you talk about producers today getting 50% of, the, of that. Whew. Like, how does that how does that make you change your business mind when you go to sell a beat now? Um, when I sell a beat now, we do split sheets. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everything is 50% at the bare minimum. I don't want to take more than 50% because you putting your effort... All, you're all into this as I am you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's all just a split 
Yeah. You know, as far as me, I get 50 percent. Then whatever artist, they work out whatever they work out. Because if you do a feature and you got to pay that man, that's between you and that man. You right. know what I'm saying? So, How many years uh, post like all what producers is getting now? Like how many years was it where it was just like kind of funky for producers before it got to this now? Like was it was it a um, four or five year span? Was it a I think for me personally, I probably really chilled out in like 2004. 14 and I started I opened up a studio on uh, Frederick's Pike I had my own little spot where I was just engineering doing sessions and I was eating that way but uh for me personally probably like four or five years like you said where it was just where I was trying to figure it out like how do I didn't want to be a YouTube producer I didn't want to just be on SoundClick whatever the platform was Mm -hmm. but I know guys who was who been making a great living that whole time that I wasn't they were in in it you know like uh uh, what's my boy JR Hitmaker or yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying he was in it like making a good I had a conversation living. with G Money about something. G like Money yeah. in it making a great living you know yeah. what I'm saying taking care of their families off of it but I had just pivoted and just started you know getting in the I come from a business background anyway yeah. like all my, my, my dad my OG uncles they all had businesses so it was like for me just I just transitioned to something different yeah definitely and I left the music alone but now I'm back yeah <laughs> what do you think the biggest difference between a beat maker and a producer I guess a producer can walk in a room with nothing and come out with a product all on its own. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I rap too, I do all of that. I might make a beat, throw a hook on there and call up an artist, come put these verses on here. I'll show you where to, how to format it and a beat maker can make a beat and send it to you. And hopefully you do what you do on it. Mm. And I think that's the biggest difference. It's just like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Another episode. Great, great figure out yeah. about them DJs, though, bro. Let me know, cause I might start DJing too. If everybody getting the check, and all you gotta do is have a playlist. Hey, you see, uh, Idris Alba and Shaq out there yeah. eating yeah. on these DJ word too. Man, so. <laughs> you like that shit, do you? I mean, hey, get in where you fit in. I ain't never gonna hate, cause at the end of the day, I stepped on some people's toes getting in too. Like I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't, you know, there was people like Skano and OPZ that was in the city that had certain nights, and I kind of wiggled my way into. Let me get one of these Fridays. <laughs> Get, let me get two Fridays. I let just saw get, the OG yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it, it, it comes a time where you know that happens. You know that that next wave come, and either you got to ride it with them or you, you know, whatever. Yeah. So get on that EDM there ain't no wave. Hating, no hating yeah, at I'm all. I'm trying to get yeah. a residency out in Vegas, <laughs> man. Bro. Listen, that's just pressing two buttons. You feel that's me? Where it's at. I, I tell this story all the time, man. Uh, Jermaine Dupri DJ my wedding reception, man. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we was out in Vegas. That's where we got married. Rich, rich. (laughs) (laughs) He just so happened to be DJing that night at the club we was at. So I I tell people, like, he DJed my (laughs) wedding reception. Everybody be like, what? Like, yeah, you know how we do. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. But yeah, man, that's the the wave, man. Like, celebrity DJs or whatever, they go do their residency out there. I know Cardi got a residency out there in Vegas where she hosts a pool party. I mean, so many checks out here, bro. So many checks. And they paying, too. Paying, paying. We got to figure out how to get us some checks out the city, bro. We about to. We about big to. Facts, for real. Big facts. There it is. JR, Another man, episode. Appreciate you, brother, coming through. Always love, man. Uh, good luck to everything you're doing, bro. For big real. Hey, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I'm a fan of this, and like everything y'all doing is dope. Dope. It's a great concept, man. Appreciate yeah. it. There it is. You can't make this up, podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out. Peace.